I am so excited about being here tonight at Heart of the City Church for a number of reasons. One, to be able to, to minister with my beautiful wife, Sue, my wife of 40 years. 40 years. Okay. That's exciting. That is, that is exciting. A great partner in life, and we've got many more years to go. I'm excited to be with two of my favorite people, and that's J.O. and Radine Owens, and uh, love them. They're on staff at our church, and uh, they were our first church plant out of City Harvest Church. Uh, we were in youth ministry together. We've, we've been in so many journeys. I've watched Radine fight for her life and the deliverances of God, and uh, just seen th this church from just a handful of people. I mean, met in a community center, and then that's that grade school, then even became Adventists for a while, okay? And then we had a little preschool that we had. Remember that? You go, how many people were in the preschool building? Yeah. Just a few of us. Remember, you go in the bathroom, you open the door, and you're at the pulpit. And uh, it was a great, great, great place. Packed it out, went to the next building, and here you are. You're just going from glory to glory. That's exciting. And then also, just to be here at Heart of the City Church, one of my favorite places in the world to be. It's been a while since I've been here, but that wasn't because your pastors had invited me, just the schedules didn't. No, really, I, there's no offense at all. Uh, and uh, uh, it's really our schedules were, were, were uh, off tilt. I was supposed to, I was actually supposed to, you invited me to come to the, the 11th uh, anniversary, I think. Yeah, that's the number of rebellion in the Bible. But uh, anyway. But uh, what a great place, what a great miracle here. And then, of course, with John John and Elena Wilkins. Uh, I was Elena, uh, Elena's youth pastor. That's how far we go back. First met John John in the mission field. I took a team down there in 1992. His dad was a missionary down there, Tom Wilkins, a legend in Brazil. And uh, he was kind of our escort and took us around, took the kids into a churrascaria. John John ordered a beer. That was great. That was just great. <laughs> got him straightened out. He got, he, got, he got revived and went out to Bible college. And he, he's one of the best preachers you'll ever hear. Grew up in Brazil, went to Bible college and up on a hill in Portland, was a youth pastor in, in the suburbs where just a good number of white folks were. But he preaches black. And it's, it's exciting to see how, how all this came play, to place. I, I don't know if he practiced. I don't know what he did, but he changed his whole vocabulary. But it's good. He's outstanding prophet. Here we are. Man, so you got, I got a battery. I got a battery up here, obviously. And I got cables here. My wife said, don't do this. And so I won't because I really don't want to die. She walked away. But we're going to talk tonight. No, we're not going to talk about God jump-starting us prophetically. Okay, if she walks away, it's okay, honey. You can relax. I'm not going to do it. I... I had a change of mind. I had a change of mind. But we're going to talk about God jump-starting us prophetically. I got a verse for you. 1 Corinthians 14, 3. It says this. This is the New English translation. I gave the guys my PowerPoint like 10 minutes ago. Here we go. 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But the one who prophesies speaks to people, now listen to this, for their strengthening, come on, for their encouragement, and for their consolation. Why, why do I need strengthening? Because we get weak. We get weak in our determination. How many people have ever started a diet before? How many people will ever quit a diet? Okay, we, get, we get weak in our determination. We just, we just kind of lose heart. We lose focus. We lose perspective. We, 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 we lose dedication. We just, we just seem to just grow weak. So we need to be strengthened. 
We need to have a jump start in our life in that particular area. We, we, we lose courage. You know, encouragement means to put courage into someone. That's what encouragement is. Discouragement, dis means away. You're taking courage away from them. You ever had anybody discourage you? You ever had coffee with someone who's just a Debbie Downer? Wah, 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 wah. You know, you're, you're more depressed when you, when you left the coffee shop than when you went in. And you were in a good mood. We get discouraged. So God's got to come and put courage back into us, put faith back into us. We, get, we, we, we feel weighed down. We get, we get to a place where we're full of fear. We get a place where we feel all alone. And so God comes in consolation. So I like to call this the prophecy does three things. Prophecy builds us up. Come on, it does a giddy up in you. Come on, you get back into the game. You get some energy. You, get, you, get, you ever had your insulin low and all of a sudden you ate some carbs and all of a sudden you're just pumped up again? Whoa! Yeah. And then if you really want to go, you get a bullet. You get a big cube of butter and a hot coffee, a little coconut oil. Woo! You're just charged up. Well, God's going to give you bullet coffee tonight. That's what's going to happen. When we get stirred up, we're going to get motivated. We're going to get more. That's what it is. Stir it up. I'm going to, we're going to come and, and encourage you, and you're going to get stirred up. And then, of course, we want to cheer you up. You're going to get pumped up. That's what God does. He wants to pump you up. God, I like this place because you're excited about Jesus. One thing God wants is he wants us excited about them. Now, I know some of us are reserved. I know some of us are kind of cool. But God really wants us to get really, really excited about him. So this is what prophecy does. We're a dead battery, and God comes with his jumper cables called the prophetic, and he puts them on our cables and, our, and boom, your terminals, right? Our terminals, and boom, something happens. My discouragement turns into encouragement. My weakness turns into strength. Come on, my, my depression turns into comfort and joy. And all of a sudden, I'm built up, stirred up, and cheered up. This is what this is all about. Now listen, everything, everything starts by grace in the Christian life. You ever heard somebody say, hey, I found Jesus? You ever heard that? That's, that's untheological. You don't find Jesus. You're a rebel. You're a rascal. You're born in sin. I know you got these cute little three-year-olds and you take pictures. I got 11 beautiful grandkids, but they're sinners. My granddaughter, Meriwether, today. She's at my house. I was going on my way to go to the airport. I said, Meriwether, you're beautiful. She goes, I know. <laughs> Where did that come from? Came from Sue. <laughs> came from Sue. Well, it starts by grace. We, we don't come to God. God comes to us. Yeah, that's right. Come on, we're not... We're not seeking God. We're running from God. We're, we're not responsive to God. We're dead to God. We're doing our own thing. We're clueless. We don't know our left hand from our right hand. We're without him. We're strangers. We're aliens. And then out of his love, he comes to us. I heard a song by, what's Stephanie's name? Goes to Beth Bethel. Yeah, great song about an army. I got an army coming to you. She's talking about this wounded person. Don't, don't worry. I got an army I'm raising up that's going to come to you. I got an army that's coming to you. Well, he comes after us. He's the hound of heaven. Come on. He's a hunting dog. He's a hound dog. Come on. He's a hunter. He's going to come after you. He came after me. I just wrote my autobiography. He chased me down. I couldn't, 
I couldn't get away from Christians. They were everywhere I turned, they were there. They were, they were like bees in the woods in the summertime. There's... The Bible says, even though we were dead in transgressions, come on, we were unconscious, unresponsive, unaware. God made us alive with Christ. He came with his jumper cables on a battery called our life, and he put them on the terminals of our soul, and he woke us up. And all of a sudden, we're conscious of him. All of a sudden, we desire him. All of a sudden, we want him. How do you know if you're born again, you passionately want God? How do you know you're not born again? You passionately don't want God. I was a youth pastor. People came to me, you know, you know John's a, he loves Jesus. You know, he used to say, Jesus loves me this I know when he was four years old in his crib. Yeah, but he's doing dope at 15 and he spits at me. Okay, he doesn't love Jesus. Well, he sang that song. It doesn't matter. He has no motor for God. We got to get a motor in for God. But church has to be a place where, where people get woke up. That's what it is to be born again. I, I, I taught for five years, my first five years as a Christian in a, in a logging, logging town way up in the Olympic Mountains. A friend of mine got saved. He was trying to tell his friend what it was to be born again. And his friend said, how do you know you're born again? He goes, how do you know you got hit in the head with a mallet? You just know. You just know. King Saul, and I'm going to give it to my wife here. Saul, you know, he didn't end well, but he started off real well. He's, a, he's, he's looking for his father's donkeys. Lost, and they couldn't find him. And his, his servant says, you know, there's a prophet up there in that town. Go, go, and I'll, I'll, even, I'll even pay for the seer. You know, just tell you, I'll pay, I got some money, I'll pay for the seer. Come on, oh, okay, I'll go. And he shows up, and all of a sudden, Saul, Samuel sees him. And he says this to this guy. He's looking for donkeys. What does my, my life mount to anything? And he says, you're the desire of all Israel. And you know what Saul said? Why are you talking to me like this? I'm going to tell you why he's talking to him like that. Because you are far greater than where you are at right now. God sees you far different. Now, there's some people that need to get deflated. But most Christians, I've been a pastor for over 30 years, need to get inflated. Yeah. Wow. Come on. I love, like, taking athletes. And, you know, they can, they can do five push-ups. I love saying to them, you got a 400-pound bench in you. Uh, yeah. Might take 10 years, but we'll get that 400-pound bench going. Might take some workouts, but we'll get that going. Come on. you got a 10-flat 100-meter in you. It's in you. It's in you. But we got to get it out. But it's in you. You got to start seeing yourself as God. That's what. That's what it happens when the prophets come. Is that they begin to reveal what God sees in you that you don't see in yourself. Wow. And so this is what happened. He says, "Listen, this is what's going to happen. We're going to put the scripture up there right now." He, he says to Saul, "Next day, there it is. Ready? I look pretty good in that screen up there. You, you look at yourself all every Sunday like that, Jail? Okay. You will meet a company of prophets." They'll be prophesying. Now, notice what Samuel said to Saul. Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you. My cables will get on your battery, and you will prophesy with them. Now, listen to this. And you will be changed into a different person. And that's what's going to happen tonight. God's going to put his cables on you, and bam, you're going to be turned into another person. Amen. 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 
We, uh, we're kind of uh, opposites in some ways. My husband's the, the wild man. Thanks for the song, Seth, you know. Gives him permission to be more wild. I love that. You wrote that song. We're wild. We, um, we are, as I said, just opposites. And I followed Bob into a, a career that was teaching and ended up being pastoring. And I found myself in, a, in some ways uh, saying, God, it's so great to watch my husband manifest and do all the things that you've poured into him to do. And at one point, as I'm reading the scriptures, I realized that God in Joel says he wants to pour his spirit out on his sons and his daughters. And I couldn't deny that there was something that had been poured into me. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I was speaking in tongues, but uh, I, was, I was not yet um, fully awakened. I hadn't fully woken up to what the things that God had for me. And I feel like it's a journey, right, that we continue. We continue to wake up to the new things that God has to, to stir in us. And one day, I'll just tell you a, a little story. Um, I had, uh, we'd been ministering in Vancouver now for a few years, and uh, I had been to many, many meetings and watched the prophetic operate in, in him and, and other team members. And uh, early that morning, before I actually woke up, I had a dream. And I don't dream a lot. I don't, I rarely have dreams. And the dream was uh, a pastor from Seattle, Washington, named Wendell Smith, was pointing to me. And he said, Sue, you will prophesy. And I was going to tell Bob as soon as we all got going in the morning. I was getting ready for church. It was a Sunday morning. And I said, honey, I got to tell you about the stream. He says, I'm late. I got to go. Out the door, he dashed. And I didn't get to tell him, <laughs> which is fine, because I always have a lot of things to tell him. So I'm sure he was thinking it'll wait. And that's fine. We went to do a prophetic meeting that Sunday in Seattle at Pastor Wendell and Jenny's church as um, they had invited us on a few occasions and invited Bob on a few occasions to do this prophetic Something like this, but a little bit different where we had small groups. And we were ministering with a large team of prophets over um, like a divided group in different rooms. And I sat and watched Bob prophesy. And in the, the audience was my daughters and some of the parents and, and the candidates and a few other friends. And I remember him finishing on the first candidate and suddenly... I had no motor. I had no premeditation. I had a whole list of things about this individual that were like burning in me. And I kind of crept up to the, you know, to the place where they were ministering. I said, Bob, I think I have something for this kid. And in this um, moment, God just downloaded uh, some words of knowledge that it related to his family, his birth order, and some pretty things that I'd never seen any of these kids before, but in the moment, I just was like, wow, thank you, God. This is like out of my realm. Sit down, next candidate, same thing. Next candidate, same thing. And I kept taking my seat back in the audience where you're sitting, by the way, because you also never know when the Holy Spirit is going to call up your number and say, it's your turn. It's your time. It's now. 
And I, I think that um, there's a f- four little quick points I want to make, and you can give me the, the gong when it's time. But um, the one, one thing I want to say is that there was not... Uh, there was not an expectation in me, although I'd heard the word of the Lord many times and I'd read the word. I think it was, in, it was on me. It was on me to stir up the faith that was needed. Now, God gives gifts. He does give gifts. But it is on us to receive and open the package That's right. and take the gift and figure out what it is for and when and how we're supposed to go after it. So the first point I just want to make is that We can be praying all the time in a setting like this, in a small group, in a home group, in a a coffee shop. We can be praying for people. And I believe the one thing that really began in me was to pray prophetically. And I want to challenge you with just four easy things that I I think that nobody should be scared of the prophetic because definitely it's biblical, right? Amen? It's biblical. It also is, I'll say, there is some cautions to it, but, but praying prophetically looks like this. When you close your eyes, or maybe you open them, doesn't matter. You pray for someone. And as you're praying, you recognize that the Holy Spirit has the power to direct that prayer, to turn that prayer into a power encounter, into a word of knowledge. If you recognize that the Holy Spirit is activated in your life to do these things, I believe it's the first, like, jumping off point is praying, expect from God the miraculous. The second point, the word um, naba is a, is a Greek word that talks about bubbling water. And the, it's used to describe the prophetic in a few places, but the prophetic should in some ways bubble out of us in an uncontrolled way, in a way that, and that, that was my experience. I had the power of control, obviously, but I also recognize as I started cooperating with the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, God, I see that you're active in me. There was a, a process of coming of water, of, of just something that was like had been stopped up, opened up. Now, one of the things that water has to come out of is a place that's open, a place that's open to him and it's also cleaned out. And so... Maybe you need to dig out a little bit of your well. Maybe there's some situations. Maybe there's some wrong thinking, some stinking thinking. Maybe there's some some issues that you need to open up to God and allow him to heal. And to not that we come to perfection to get gifts. That's not how they are. A gift is a gift. It's from the Lord. It doesn't require you to be perfected. But I think there's a season where the well in your life has to get opened up, dug out, and looked at a little bit as like, how can I clean out? And sometimes that's through a season of fasting, uh, a season of faith, as I said before, believing, and a season of fervency. Just putting in some of the work that it takes to believe God, to ask God, to press into God, and clean out the well. The third thing, I believe, is you ask the Holy Spirit for answers. And I think that operates the prophetic. If you've ever had a problem that needed an answer, anyone here ever had a problem that needed an answer? A conundrum, a thing that you can't figure out in your own strength. When you ask the Holy Spirit for an answer, that is a form of the prophetic where he gives you a download of a God thought to solve the problem, whether it's a relational problem, a financial problem, a family problem. 
God can give you a prophetic word. And I believe that's a great place to start because we can trust him. The fourth and last thing, I just want to kind of add on to this is um, beware of our own flesh. Because I feel like I, I, I never trust myself completely. I, I know that God is totally to be trusted in his word. I trust. I trust if I get a prophetic word out of the scripture, I can just relax. If it comes into my own mind, I have to just, I give it, and I, if, it's, if it's edgy, if it's like a little confrontative, or if it's a little harsh, I back off and check my spirit, because the word of the Lord is always going to bring edification. It's always going to bring comfort. It's always going to bring a, a good result. So I don't want to ever come out of my own flesh or my own weird attitude or what kind of day I had, but it's possible. It's possible. So just to give you that kind of those four little principles of asking the Holy Spirit to, um, you know, to just clean out anything that is in the flesh and say, I want to just do this. But don't be fearful. You know, just give it your best shot. And I just hopefully, uh, you know, pastors, I didn't like launch everyone in here to just start going out and prophesying the pain off the wall. But however, however... It's always good to activate the Holy Spirit in the church because he gives that to the body. That's what he wants. He wants to give gifts to edify the body. Amen. Seth, come on up. Let's stand to our feet. Yeah, let's stand up. John, John, Elena, get stretched out. We're ready ready to roll. Now listen, everyone's not going to get a prophetic word this weekend. You understand that, don't you? Okay. What you do get is a revelation of God. Get a revelation of God's heart. He's speaking over somebody. Like, if God feels that about them, he must feel that way about me. If that's the way God operates, then he must operate that way in my life. So we're believing for that. But I want you to pray. I want you to lift your voices together and ask God to jumpstart you right now. Just say, God, jumpstart me. Jumpstart me. Jumpstart me. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you're going to jumpstart tonight. We thank you, God, that you're going to stir. You're going to move. You're going to move in the name of Jesus. You're going to move in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to warm us up here. I'm going to prophesy over one person. We're going to get in and out. John, John, get your mic. Sue, get ready. Ready to go. Ma'am, right here, you got kind of a maroon sweatshirt on, glasses, shorter hair. Amen. You're a conqueror. Okay, that's the name over your, over, your, over your life. You have conquered a whole lot of stuff between these two ears. You have fought a fight with mental health, and you have come to a place of victory. You have not just gotten there by yawning and easiness. You have scrapped. You have worked. You have done your homework. You have dug in. You have pressed through. You've been wounded deeply in life created a ton of confusing voices in you that God is sorting them out even as we speak. And you're getting healed, and you are a conqueror in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, something's been activated in the Spirit already tonight, and I just want to relay what the Holy Spirit is telling me right now. 
Um, and it's a word of knowledge. And then there's going to be an activation of faith and someone's going to be set free. But someone was recently diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. And the, the word of the Lord is coming to you right now, whether you're in this room or watching online or listening to the radio, that God not only hears your cries, but he comes with healing in his word. There is a sound of healing that comes to find you. I don't know your story, Pastor. I don't know your story. But the big bad wolf came to huff and puff and bring your house down. And that demon of cancer came not once, twice, three times. But the Lord not only spared you, but he placed a coating of grace upon you. You are one that is called to be an oracle of deliverance and healing and breakthrough. God says that there's an anointing on your life. The enemy wanted to take you out before your time. That's it, John. God spared you, and there is a platform of breakthrough. I want you to come, sis, if you wouldn't mind, just for a split second, because there's a sound of deliverance and breakthrough over this this condition right now. Would you would you just declare, just declare this? The blood of Jesus confronts you, demon of cancer, and whoever it is that has been diagnosed with this, you will be set free. Are you ready? The blood of Jesus confronts you, demon of cancer. And whoever in this room has been subjected to that is healed right now by the power of Jesus. In Jesus' name, what he did on the cross. And we bind you, enemy. You say whatever we bind on earth is already bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. It's not that heaven's responding to us. It's that heaven's already set it, and we're bringing, we're pulling heaven down on the earth. So, Father, we thank you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you that cancer is already healed in heaven, and we declare that over Heart of the City Church. There has been a word over Heart of the City Church that it would be a cancer-free zone. And, Father, we thank you for your promises, and we thank you for your power and your presence that says, yes, that is true. In Jesus' name. Just before you sit down, maybe, I don't know if we're going to have everybody sit down, but as we were in prayer before service, we were all standing there, and I saw this kind of crazy picture. Now, bear with me. God gives me pictures sometimes. Earlier when I was praying for you this week, I, I think it was because your, your name is Heart of the City. I saw, I saw an actual heart, but what I saw was a heartbeat. It was beating stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger, and not only was it beating stronger, but I feel like there may be some of you in the room today that need to know that you're a part of something that is healthy. You're a part of something that is living and breathing and the word of God is moving from this place and as we were standing in prayer I saw a picture of you guys linking arms all of you and I saw almost like Red Rover Red Rover when something comes against you the Lord is coming and he's saying no you will he will lift up a standard but you you move together and I saw at this conference I saw each one of you like red light green light when it's when, when God says go I believe God is saying go over you as you link arms together you're stepping forward forward. This is an advancement. This is not, every single one of you is going to receive something. It may not be a prophetic word over your life, but you will receive what God is wanting to download into your life if you'll just listen and receive a word for you. Listen to what he's saying. There's a sound from heaven for you. Whether it comes from our voice or not, 
he's big enough to speak it out. Link arms with what he's doing. Link arms with the person that God has put you next to. And God is going to advance this church and you will become stronger and stronger and stronger. There is a city and a region that needs to know there is a heart of God and a heart of this city that is going to reach them. Do you believe it? Amen. 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 My brother with the white shirt, um, are you married or are you riding solo tonight? With that cute thing right there. All right. It's your first time in church here. God says that he knows you. He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows your past, but he also knows your future. God says your best days are not behind you. Today is a new day. There's a dividing. There's a line in the sand that God is drawing, saying that the yesterdays, the harassments, the torment from the days past are behind you. Today is a new day. God says step into your destiny because what he has for you is going to blow your mind out of the water. It's going to be better than what you could have dreamt for yourself. The enemy that would harass your mind is bound in the name of Jesus. And I declare freedom over you tonight. It's a new day. Say with me. Say, it's a new day for me. One more time. Say, it's a new day for me. Do you believe that? Receive it. Amen. God is pulling you out of um, a place of uh, like the invisible woman. I just saw you as in a hidden place. In a place where no one has seen what you've gone through, what you have experienced. And God is blowing the lid off invisibility and he wants you to be seen. He wants you to declare the good things that he's done, the things that he's conquered, the things that he's taken you from and into in the wonderful deliverance that he's given you. There's a grace message in you, my sister, that is going to be a platform to heal so many. And today is the day to walk walk out of the of the hiding place he I felt symbolically I was to pull you out from the crowd and bring you up so that maybe this isn't your comfort zone but God is saying I'm going to make it your comfort zone because I will be with you when you have these messages God is going to give you a message of hope and deliverance coming out of a place of your own healing amen I believe also there's a son in your life, a son that is going to have a great, a great breakthrough, a platform of his own, a place of notoriety, a place of success, and God is going to protect him in the midst of that. You've worried about him. He's got a great call on his life, says the Lord. Amen. Sir, I'm going by five rows up. You got a nice sweater on, nice little, yeah, that's you. God bless you. Is that your wife next to you right there? Amen. You know, one of the beautiful things about God uh, is that he comes and he messes our life up. Okay, he, as he comes and he intercepts and he invades our life, we're kind of on this journey, we're on this pace, we got our plans together, we, we got it all set up. And then he comes and he visits us and he just messes everything all up. And all of a sudden, we're like new direction and new values and new perspective on life. And God has done that to your house. He has invaded 
your house. Now, it's, a, it's not a nasty invasion. It's a wonderful invasion. And he has done so many great things between the two of you. There's been a great healing. He's, he's, he's invaded you in, in a way that has almost transformed, sir, your whole personality. There's just a change going on inside of you that's miraculous. And, and you know, you're, you're pumped up and you're excited and you're, inside, you're a sponge to learn. But God is going to take you to a place where you're going to give out and teach. It's not just a learning thing. I see your home open. I see people coming in and out. A great gift of, uh, of hospitality. And, and God has brought prosperity in your life. And God is going to take you into a place of radical giving. I'm not going to tell you what that's going to look like, but you're going to be a radical giver, and you're always going to have a lot left over. Come on, we shovel out. God shovels in. God has a bigger shovel, and God is, God is going to cause you just to keep shoveling out and shoveling out and shoveling out. Your whole priority system is different. You're not just going to go off to Tahiti, enjoy the beach. You're going to go to Haiti and be with the poor on the beach. I mean, you're, God, you're just going to take vacations for Jesus. You're going to just open your house to people. You're going to be an encouragement to the pastors. You're going you're to come with them with words of encouragement, words of wisdom, words of faith. You're the Caleb spirit, like we can do this, Pastor. In fact, right now, you don't think there's anything that can stop this church, stop God. you got such great faith faith, and God's going to mightily use you, sir, and ma'am, you're going to do just a great, great work of God. Your strength will be equal to your years. As you grow old, your strength will grow with it. You're, God, don't, uh, you're, you're sitting around thinking we wasted a lot of time. The Bible says God restores the years. He restores the years. And everything you think you lost back then, He's going to double it now, and God's going to do a great work in touching people for the kingdom of God. All right, you're right here in the black sweater. Yep, you. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Come here. Just want to touch your head. God says, rise up. God says, rise up. Out of the miry clay... Out of even the miry pit in your mind, God says that he has risen you up. He's rising you up. And he says there's a word that's going to come forth out of you. And as you serve and as you serve and as you serve, there will be something that bubbles out of you. Just like Pastor Sue is speaking, you said, yes, Lord, use me. And God says he is planning to use you. And he says, rise up. And as you rise up, there will be others around you also that will rise up. I believe you've been praying for some people. And God says, as you take a stand, as you stand and as you stand firm, you're going to see people around you come to know him in a powerful way. There, I, I, see, I see a large group of people that need your influence. People that God has put you around and God says, rise up. Amen. Come under the authority of this house. Come under the teaching. Come under the mentorship of people in this house. And God says that he is going to take you to the next level. Rise up, sister. Amen. I'm just going to stay right in this vein right here. So then this gal right here right here yes you she's like is that me yes where are those cool spotlights y'all where's the cool spot you don't need a spotlight you're, you're a firecracker you're a cheerleader in the house of the lord there's a spirit of can do and a spirit of faith about you when people say you can't do this you're like oh yeah i'll show you that's just the way that god designed you it's the way you're wired there's no quit in your game 
but you know also what it is to experience setbacks. You know what it is to have been dealt, so to speak, some strange hands. And yet the hand of God has rested upon you and he's preserved you and he's kept you. When the enemy would have set up a trap ahead of you to cause you to, to derail, God spared you from that. On one hand, there was a spirit of faith, and yet on the other hand, there's a tenderness about you, all in, the, all in the same mix. You got such a sweet, tender heart. And God says that even from your pain, and even from your scars, even from those bruises, God is the God of the reset, and He's the God of new beginnings. And God says what the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it into good. And he's going to use you. And he's going to, you're going to be a walking billboard of the mercy and the grace of God. I see many young women being mentored by you. I see you going into some places that are just difficult, dysfunction, dysfunctional uh, homes. I see, you, I see you coming and bringing a word of counsel and advice and guidance, I, like a mentor, like a coach, like a counselor. And you're going to go into hard places. And I, I, I sense that there is a season of harvest coming to this house, but God is going to use you. And from your own scars, that has become a pulpit that you will preach from. A billboard of the mercies of God. And there's going to be such favor on your life. God is going to open doors for you. There are going to be doors of opportunity open before you. People are going to invite you to come because they've heard. It's like your reputation has preceded you. It's gone ahead of you. You need to be invited to come. And you're going to be, you're going to be part of the solution. For God's hand rests upon, upon you even tonight. God comes to visit you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's an even an activation taking place in your heart. Do not settle for second best. Do not settle. The Lord says do not settle for just what seems to be good because God has what is great for you. Do not settle for anything less than what God has prepared for you. For the footsteps of the righteous ones, they are ordered of God. God is going to lead you in righteousness, and you're not going to miss out in the name of Jesus. I just saw a teaching mantle on you. You have a lot of, you have a lot of ability to package words and to communicate and to really influence and those are the marks of a good teacher i don't know if you've ever been teaching but i feel like there's a there's a there's a commission here for you to get involved somehow in the house and teaching and maybe it starts with the little ones but it's a it's a opportunity that god is one of he wants to pull the gift out of you there's like a gift that resides in you and so we have to allow him to cultivated as we cooperate with the spirit i feel there's a also a a day of healing healing in the um in the thoughts that has been stirring and flying through your head and god brings a a quiet there's a quiet return to reset for your for your mind he's the healer of our emotions is the healer of our thoughts even a unique healing comes tonight to you a blessing a blessing submit yourself to the leadership to just to ask what you can do what is an opportunity that you can help be a help i feel like god is saying stir up the gift that's in you believe in yourself that what he can do through you is going to be a great 
influence and a great help to some young people. Looking at a young lady, just clapping your hand, a little tall. You're looking right at me, sweetie. That's right. That's you. Hey, listen. There is an Esther anointing on your life. Hey, what was that? Okay. Well, well, Esther in the Bible, of course, when they were in Persia, she was brought into the court of the king to become his wife. And out of that secular influence, she saved the nation of Israel against an evil agenda. And God's going to use you an influence outside of this house. Uh, you got a great mind. There's going to be, you're going to be in a place where you're going to speak publicly and you're going to be in a public realm. When I look at you, whether this is your same grace or not, it's not. But I have a woman in my church. Her name is Jamie Herrera Butler. She's been a U.S. Congresswoman for, I think, five terms now. She was at one time the second youngest woman ever voted to the U.S. Congress. I see you in the secular realm with that type of platform. You, uh, you have a, a, a great mind. You, you're, you're a great student. You've handled yourself throughout your life with great discipline. Uh, there's been some choices you've made that have been choices that you've had to sacrifice. You've had to give up the good for the better. You've had to give up what seemed good that would hurt you. And uh, you, have had, you have great discernment what you don't add to your life. Not because you're like driven and ambitious, but you know that you've been set apart for God. And you know what will hurt the very thing God's working in. And so you pursue, you can't get to, you know, to a small group meeting or you can't get to this because you're studying. Don't you worry about it. You're doing the will of God. We need people in the arena. We need people on television. We need people in politics. We need people in medicine. We need people who are speaking for the disenfranchised and the people who have no voice. You're going to be one of those people. You're going to be a woman that is well-known, not just as a community, but it's going to be broad. And you just prepare. It's not going to happen overnight. But you'll just see this thing unfold. And you just know, and I've been slated for something. And tonight, God confirms that. You receive this, Father, in Jesus' name. We pray this Esther anointing right now on our sister. We thank you, Lord God, for her heart. We thank you that she wants to be a servant. We thank you for her influence. And whatever realm this is at, that she will speak for the kingdom of God with wisdom. They don't even realize they're getting the wisdom of the kingdom of God. And God, I, I just see her in the newspaper. I see her on television. I, I see her name here. I, I see where you're going to exalt her. And she's just going to say, why me? That's because she's been faithful to what you have birthed in her heart from a very young age. And you have kept it because you're going to fulfill it in her in Jesus' name. My brother with the, the neon bright t-shirt, right, black, yeah, are, are you with that guy right there? Yes, just to be sure. God is a God of generational blessings, and there are generations of prayers uh, in your life, uh, lifeline and bloodline, and I see, I see just a hand of favor upon you. Even when you trip, it's like you would trip in the right direction because God was just sparing you. There was this, there was even a desire at times, you know, maybe let's test, test the waters and see what the world has to offer. And you just couldn't even backslide. That's, that's just the way God's wired you and pre preserved you and kept you. And there's safety in your home. God says that the, the, the jar of oil will not run dry in your home. 
provision, 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 provision. You will never go without. Be called to be one who's received the blessings of God, and God's going to continue to dispense in and through you. People are going to come to your home. I see just like, I, again, I don't know who the leaders are in this house. I don't know you all. I know a few of you, but uh, God's called you to be a pillar in the house. If you're not serving as a leader, you will become a leader. You're a pillar in the house of the Lord, strong man of character, strong man of uh, just discretion and maturity in the Lord. And, hon, there is a powerhouse anointing upon you. And you ain't no tag along. This ain't his journey alone. Even his shirt, I think his shirt says, let's do life together. There is a togetherness about you. Do you guys have kids yet? You are extending the kingdom of God. Look at you. Your home is a safe place. These, these young ones are being raised, uh, and, the thing, and every single one of them is going to hit the bullseye. They're going to hit the target for the glory of God. Every single one, there's, there's leadership anointing upon them. And listen, even like the, the wild stallions from time to time, like, I mean, what, why is there so much energy and excitement? Because they're called to be leaders. And God has heard your prayers. God, even as you consecrated your, your, your young ones to the Lord, uh, there is an anointing upon them. The enemy would try to like, like steal your joy and steal your peace and just cause you to be anxious. But God says, don't be anxious because his hand rests upon each and every single one, all five of them, even the one who seems to be the wild stallion, God says that his hand rests upon them. They're going to hit the mark for the glory of God. Huh. And I just declare over you a new, a new season of just fruitfulness, uh, of just abundance. I, I, I know you're, you're a man. I don't know you, but even as the Lord is telling me this, um, you're a man who you like to cross the T's and dot the I's. Everything is done right. Everything has its rightful place. You get up early before most people are even awake. You're getting things done. That's just the way that God's wired you. But God says that you're going to be able to lean on him. He's going to be your strength. And you're not supposed to just stress or worry about these things because God is going to see to it that he will fulfill his word. God says in Jeremiah 1 that he watches over his own word to fulfill it. God is going to fulfill. And this ain't anything new to you. You've already known this. God is just simply, again, confirming the word that he's spoken to the two of you before. Rise up, mighty man and woman of God. Your house is blessed. Pillars in the house of the Lord. adoption that just fell over this spot over here and I I just I saw I glimpsed somebody and then I lost them I think it's you right here I just saw the word adoption fall maybe it's from a story of your life but maybe it's a story of others that are going to come and connect with you there's an open there's an open door in your space. I don't know if you have a home or apartment or a dorm room, but God is opening. He's, he's commissioning the word adoption. You're going to open the door of your life and allow people that are absolutely abandoned in spirit to come in the door of your home your small home, whatever it looks like. It doesn't matter what it looks like because adoption is a thing of the heart. It's not just giving food. We can, 
we can always just shovel food in little sacks and hand it out. But when you adopt someone, you covenant with them that you're going to support them through thick and thin. You're going to watch them walk up in Jesus, walk and grow up in Jesus. And I feel like that's your, there's a call over you to adopt some people. And I don't know if you know who they are, but there's people who have come to you and you find yourself falling short of answers. But I'm going to tell you something. I want to pray over you that you are going to receive wisdom to help counsel some friends that is beyond yourself. All you have to do is ask Jesus for the wisdom. He's going to grant you the wisdom. And I feel like you're going to, you're actually going to stand in the gap for some people that are considering suicide. And it's a serious thing, but God, it's, it, it's God that's going to give you the ability to do this. He's going to put in your hands and in your mouth the words and the ability to rescue some people, to rescue people, to adopt them into your life and rescue them from total destruction. You are going to make the difference. It's not the church or the church people. It's you personally. As you step with the strength of the Spirit, you are going to bring life to someone who would otherwise have died. A, that's a heavy thing. I, I just pray over you. I know it. But listen, it's going to just come out of a natural love relationship you're going to have for some, for some people. Amen. Amen. I know, I know in a meeting like this, you might be thinking like if you're in the back row, it's hopeless. But we're going to kind of we're gonna kind of go to the back. There's a couple right there. You got your hands in your pocket, sir. You got a little, got a nice long sleeve T-shirt there. Staring right at me. Hey, bro. Okay, is that is that your wife next to you? Okay, I just want to make sure. I don't want to do BobHarmony.com. But uh, you know, what I mean? <laughs> won't won't work well. Won't work well. Especially if she's married to somebody else. It just, uh, it'll be bad. I want to say this. You may not recognize this, but leadership is all over you. Uh, brother, you are a straight shooter. You absolutely are a black as black and white as white. Truth, air. This is what integrity looks like. This is what you do. You do a job. You do it right. You give your word. You keep your word. Okay? If you caught a fish 12 inches long, don't say it was 15 inches long. Okay? You're kind of even like anal over the whole thing. You got integrity. You can't even tell a colorful story because it's got to be exactly right. <laughs> Truthful people are bad storytellers. But, uh, I mean, you, you have that in you. You just got integrity. You got heart. But you got this great love for Jesus. And, and sister, the same with you. You're just, you're just solid. You're, you're not up and down. You're not a helium balloon. You're not manic, okay? If you're here, God bless you. <laughs> I'm manic. But uh, you're not, okay? You guys are just a disciplined couple with approach to life. You know, this is like Jesus. It was his custom on the Sabbath day to go to the synagogue. You're people of habit and discipline. You know, we're not, we feel led, but we just do what we're supposed to do because it's what we're supposed to do. And you see yourself in this realm. But God has a far greater picture for you. There's going to be a growth of ministry 
I'm assuming this is your house. Yeah, is this your house? Okay, because I'm going to say something. I'm going to say in front of your leaders, there's going to come a growth of ministry on you. There's a yoke that's going to come on you and a pastor's heart that's going to grow in you. And it's going to be strong and it's going to consume you. And you're, you're going to like go to night school online and bedroom Bible college. And, okay, and that's not like Song of Solomon bedroom stuff. Okay, that's... that's that's Bible college at the computer where you're studying the Bible. You are, you are, you are going to grow in the Word. You're going to grow in wisdom. You're going to report for duty. And it's not that you've been indifferent. It's, the, it's what you believe about yourself. You see yourself as a three, and God says you're a ten. Okay? And you, you're humble people, unassuming. And you're going to go from strength to strength. You're going to go from glory to glory. You're going, the increase in your prosperity is going to be evident to all. Like, watch them. I remember when they came in. I, I know them. And I remember when they were just learning this. And you're just going to grow. You're just going to grow. And you're going to grow. And you're growing. So I can do this. I mean, not because you're out to prove something. There's a job. There's a cause. Like David, is there not a cause? There's people to, to be cared for. You, you got administration skills, implementation skills, management skills. You got all these skills in you, and you're gonna, the anointing of God's going to come on you, and you're going to be a great strength to this house because God's put his number on you. He's jump-starting you tonight. You're probably thinking, me? You know, why would you say this to me? Because God's saying that to you. Come on, and it's your day. You're out. You're going to walk away saying, we better just kind of like get an appointment with our pastors and how can we stretch ourselves? Because I'm telling you something, brother and sister, you guys are going to get stretched. But it's going to be good because great grace will be on you on that. And, and listen, you, you seek the house of God all the days of your life. And, there's, and I tell our people, two puppy dogs are going to follow you. One's name is goodness and the other's name is mercy. And they're going to follow you all the days of your life. And... and, and There is, there is, sister, there's a revival coming to your natural family, your extended family. Come on, your siblings, your cousins, there's a revival coming. They're like watching you from the place where they think you're nuts to the place like you got something, and you're going to see them one by one just start coming into the kingdom of God, and you're talking to some of them even as we speak, and they're, they're talking, they're processing. They're not just like read a track and get saved. They're, they're, they're slowly getting in the swimming pool like the toe, in the little ankles, like kind of acclimating to the water, and you just be patient in that water. They're coming in. You're going to see a great radical revival. It's not going to run this journey alone. They're going to be your cheerleaders in this. Come on. They're, they're, they're going to... What's your name? Karen? Aaron? They're going to say Pastor Aaron? Pastor Aaron. Teach me the ways of the Lord. Come on. Your family. I just see you bringing your whole family into this place. Whole family of other states. They're, they're going to find themselves in churches, and God's going to do a great miracle. This is a great day for you. Blessing on your household. Blessing on your marriage. Blessing on your life. Two couples that God has shown me, and I hope they're both couples, but right here, there's a blonde and a tall guy. Yep, that's you, Orange. Are you guys together? I believe the Lord just says influence inside this house. 
You've had a heart for people here, and God is influencing your heart for the people. You're not going to be worried about what people um, say that your title is or what your role is. I believe there is influence, great influence coming out of you. But God is, God is, it's like he's putting his heart for this house inside of you. It's like he's showing you burdens. And I believe God is going to release you in the prophetic. Both of you will write and you will speak and you will release. I see you mentoring people. I see you with a small group. I don't know if you have a small group, but I see people in your house. And I see you speaking words of life over them. And I see people coming that aren't even part of this church. And they're saying, I want what you have. God says, influence inside this house. And I don't know if you've had influence yet. But sister, I see you like on a vlog. I see you, I see you, I see you speaking words of life. And God says to write down what he's already put in your spirit. He's been speaking to you. He's been downloading to you. He's been, he's been saying things. And don't ever say again that I can't can't because God declares over you today you can you will you are my order yeah look for people here God says that it's not about you any longer, and I'm not sure that it has been for a while, but God just declares over you, it's not about you. You'll walk in every single time you walk in these doors, and you'll begin to see people. You'll be, God will give you words. God will give you a heart. You'll know who to pray for. You'll know who to bring close to you. God says influence over your life. In Jesus' name. And I don't want to hog the mic too long, but another couple over here, blonde right here with a white shirt on. Is the guy next to you? Are you guys together? Are you married? Okay. God also gave me about 10 minutes ago the word influence over you, but I felt like it was influence outside as well as inside. God is raising up influence outside of this house. And I, this is going to be a really weird illustration, but sir, I saw you sitting in a garage and I saw you, I, I saw you, it was more like when you were a teenager maybe. And I saw, you know, you know those, uh, like a bubble, a word bubble over you. And I saw different things at first. It was, uh, you know, all of the exclamation marks and a bunch of different words that you can't say thinking in your brain that God has come and God's done a transformative thing in your mind, sir. He's done something in you and God says that he's coming and he's, he's given you a, a, a dream again. God's restoring a dream again that was once in your heart. And then I saw you, I saw you with that little bubble and it no longer did it have those exclamation marks and bad words in there. What it did is all, all of a sudden it was like, could I maybe? Could I maybe? And I saw even tonight, as other people were being prophesied over, I saw those, I I saw dreams forming inside of that bubble. I saw things and no, what if maybe I could? And God says, you can and you will. And he's putting a dream in you. (laughs) Restoration. Restoration will be your ministry. Restoration that God has restored your mind and your heart, but restoration for others. The influence on the outside will be greater than the influence inside, and that's not wrong or bad. God says that you are called to lead, and you know you're called to lead, but I believe that even over both of you, there has been a word, even a condemning word at one point that came over you. Sister, you especially, there were words that came over you, and God comes to break those words over your heart and your mind. He says that he's come, and he has done a rest 
restoration in your soul. And I, I saw you like Pinterest. I saw you creative. I saw you able to do things. I saw you looking creatively. And God has put a creative mind inside of you where you can see things and you can know exactly how to, how to make it happen. And God says he's going to increase that in you. He's going to increase the creativity. And it's going to draw people to Jesus because it's going to be such an anointing upon it. And so I speak an anointing upon the creativity in your mind and your heart. And I see you even building a business. I see you as a business owner. I don't know if you are. I don't even know if that's a dream in you. But I believe God is saying influence outside the house over both of you. Believe it. God says today have faith and believe it. Amen. 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 What's this? Watch. Watch this. Let me just piggyback off of what she said. As you're open-handed, you're going to give God room to work. If you're stingy, he can't flow. But if you open your hands and you're generous, the gift of generosity is going to pour through you. But listen, millions of dollars are going to flow through your hands. God's called you to be uh, uh, entrepreneurs that are successful. And as, you're, as you steward the treasures that don't belong to you, they belong to God. God is going to use you to resource the kingdom. Not only will your needs be met, family members, but it's a, God is going to, you're going to be catalysts of just, just blessings. So get ready, get ready, dream big. Come on. And these are already things in your hearts, but God says he's going to use you mightily. Millions of dollars flowing through you. Real quick. Um, my brother with the beanie, I can't, I can kind of see a little bit. My, my brother with the beanie, you've got, you got something on your cheek right here. Move out of your seat, come to me. And as you're coming, Pastor Craig, Pastor Craig, I, uh, I don't know your story, but what we're doing, you're going to be doing. I don't know if you prophesy a bunch already or not. You probably do, but I'm just, I'm telling you. These last, I don't know how, how long have you been a part of this church? So the, I was going to say last seven years, I'd say last eight, nine, ten years. You, you didn't know this. This was not a part of your DNA, but yet you're a man of the word. You're a man of integrity. You, you are one that probably stood in here and you kind of, maybe not this building, but you would look and say, is this for real? Are you all like, are you jacked up? Is that right? Is that right? But God, but God, God says, I got you. God says, I got you. I got you. Because not only are you a brilliant thinker, not only are you a brilliant communicator, but God is, there's a fire hydrant anointing. Oh, my goodness. It's like whatever was just kind of like down is coming out like a geyser. And God says, get ready because you're going to travel. I don't know if you've gone overseas to other nations. I'm sure you probably have. You've led teams maybe. I don't know. But I see you going into different settings. And like, like Pastor Bob, you're going to prophesy for hours because on the mission field, we prophesy for hours. And they're going to line up. and You're like, oh, my God. And it's just going to keep on coming. Why? Because this is the real deal. God's got you. Amen. So where's my man? Come here, bro. A man after my own heart. Look at you, bro. I, I got some Air Force One just like you. Black and white. Not these, but I, I got some at home just like you. You got swag. You got flavor. And you've got a testimony. God's called you out tonight, out of that place into a new place. And God has forged a message within you. There is fire on your tongue. God's going to use you. You're an evangelist. You are a gatherer. Y'all tatted out, and I love it, man. It's like, bro, you, you, you're braining like that. But I'm, I'm telling you, you are branded not by what's on your skin, but by, what, by what's on your spirit. For the hand of God comes even tonight. 
to confirm what he's begun in you. And you're going to be one who is a catalyst of revival. God's going to use you in, in just extraordinary ways and complicated places. For there's an anointing upon your hands and your mouth. Your hands and your mouth. There's creativity upon you. There's boldness about you. Huh. But you're not going to be you're not going to be noticed by the visual, but the visible. You're going to be noticed by what people feel, because when they come into the the environment that you're in, they're going to feel something different. They're going to feel like, bro, this is different, and they're going to be attracted to the Holy Spirit that resides within you. For God says today is a new day. God said, don't hedge those bets any longer. In other words, don't play it safe. Get out of that cave. Get out of that place. Don't play it safe no more. Today is a new day. I called you out because God called you out. And this is prophetic. As you stepped out, you are stepping into something that is new. God didn't bring you out this far to let you go back. But he, bring, he brought you out here so that you can step into your new destiny. Raise your hands because you're going to receive an impartation. You speak in tongues yet? No? You're going to speak in tongues right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, you promised that you would baptize us with fire. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would mark this man, even like Mekon Carter. God, I pray that you would come even now, that you would anoint him. Father, that you would infuse now, baptize him with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to stay, stay here, stay a little longer. On the count of three, you're going to pray in tongues with me. Ready? One, two, three. Let's go. Shit up. You got it. In the name of Jesus. Good for wife to my mic here, but Jess, I just want to say one thing to you. One thing that uh, God's going to do with you, and he, I believe He's doing, He's going to give you a surge of confidence. There is going to come a confidence in you that you've never experienced before. It's going to be a boldness. Kind of funny, you've done well in life, sharp lady. Okay, there's no reason why you shouldn't be confident, but a lot of people don't see the timidity that's within you that you have to fight. But God does. And it's not that God condemns you at all. He's very proud. Sometimes you've gotten on your horse shaking, but you charged anyway. And, you know, you've been shaking on the inside, but you said what you had to say. But you went home and you wet your pants. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) God's going to take away a spirit of fear off of you. God's also going to do this. The days of you second-guessing yourself and doing post whatever you do, analysis. I could have said this. I should have did that. I went too long there, too short there. I could have been more sensitive. You have to stop that because your heart's so beautiful. You just have to rest that God knows even your frame and, you know, where you drop the ball and where you don't do it right because we're all there. And you're going to get confident that he takes great joy in you being who you are and doing what you're doing and it has an incredible impact and not to evaluate it not to go back and question it not to go back and take it apart so right now father i pray for jess in jesus name i take the spirit of fear off of her 
I take the spirit of introspection off of her, where she would reevaluate and reevaluate and reevaluate and reevaluate. And we speak healing into her emotion and her mind now, where that is not going to take place. She's going to be totally at peace of how God created her and that he gave her what was needed to say, no matter what she feels like, it was supernatural. And God, you're going to get so comfortable, Jess, in your skin. It's, you're going to come into great joy, great excitement. God made me. God uses me. God's ministering through me just the way he wants to minister through me. And it doesn't matter if it's perfect. And it doesn't matter if it's totally correct. It matters where my heart's at to love that person. Come on, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to get into that grace, and you're going to begin to move. And you're just gonna, it's just going to lift something off of you. And it's going to bring a lot of beautiful things out of you when it comes to ministry. You're not going to be a cheerleader. You're going to minister right alongside of Craig. In your own uniqueness, you're going to minister in a unique way. And, and God's going to loose your tongue. God is going to loose your tongue. Remember when Moses said, I, I'm not a man of an eloquent tongue? Everyone thinks that Moses was saying he stuttered. I, I, what Moses was saying is that I'm not quick on my feet to talk. Okay, I'm not quick. You know, you come back and you, you're going to care less. You're just going to share what you're going to share. And even if they come back with something, God, I'm telling you what, there's a supernatural word of wisdom that's going to come on you. And you're just going to say, well, that's true, but what about that? And you, where did that come from? And it's just, it's not going to be like rocket science. It's just going to be, it's going to stump them though. Just like Jesus stumped them, you're going to stump people with a word of wisdom. And this is going to be a beautiful thing that's going to go through you. You're going to be a woman who's known as a deep well of counsel. And people are going to draw from your well. You don't even have to put out a sign. You don't have to, you know, get on the internet. You just, just stick next to your well. We're going to throw the bucket down your well. We, we want to draw from your wisdom. Draw from your wisdom. You know what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm zeroing in tonight because this is a, this is going to thrust you forward, what I'm doing right now. I'm, you, you know suffering. There's a, you have not had an easy life. And your journey, even to get to this place, was not an easy road. And a lot of people don't realize that. What they see on the outside, what they see, what God's used the two of you, they don't see the suffering that you've gone through. And so what's going to happen? Great empathy is going to take place. Great compassion coming alongside in that priestly ministry where you can strengthen other people. Great gift of mercy to pour into them because your pain is going to become your platform. So no fear, no introspection, no second-guessing myself. Don't, don't do any analysis. Come on. And also you're going to come to your confidence. You're going to, and don't worry that you're not quick on your feet. The words will be there. God said to Moses, I will be with your mouth. And he's going to be with your mouth. Yeah, I, is this a couple here? You guys, uh, family? Uh, is there more kids in the family? Just, what? I, I just was drawn to you and then I came over and I realized this ha this family has a huge heart a heart that um, I just see you set in a big giant table 
Um, it's like a, I see an old-fashioned farm table that has got a cupboard with lots and lots of plates. You could, you could throw down food for 40 people in a heartbeat, no problem. And there is a, there is a um, couple things the Lord just quickened to me. One was that you have a, a unique ability to, um, you know how they take a horse and they sometimes have to break some of the bad habits out. And I have no experience with horses really, but there's a, um, there's a breaking somewhat of the will. And I feel like you guys have an ability to take um, mavericks and put them under a yoke of um, control. And you do that with love and grace, but there's um, something in your work and something in the in the way you run your home that you help, you've helped some real, um, I don't know, the word maverick, just people that have let their lives spin out of control and you've brought a sense of order and a sense of, um, of discipline back to them and, a, and actually a dignity. That's a thing that comes when a person gets their life under control. They begin to experience dignity again, that they, that they don't have to live um, in a shameful way, but also in out of control. There's a control in your home, but it's a beautiful thing. It's a gift to others. I feel like there's a, there's a, a, a financial blessing coming to the two of you. Just a, 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 a pour out. It's like gravy's coming out. Back to that table analogy. Big picture gravy. Extra things that you weren't expecting, pouring into your lives that you would be conduits of blessing to others. I see you being able to um, take all the extra that comes in and and make it multiply. There's a that table is loaves and fishes on a monthly basis. There's a there's a multiplication of what you have is just multiplying, and I take off worry off of you, O oh man of God. Tonight I bring a sovereign um, release of worry as you cast your cares upon me, says the Lord. I will care for you and your household. I have all things under my protection, says the Lord. As you have set your face to him, he has seen the cries of your heart in the secret place, and he is providing, says the Lord, more than you can possibly know. couple here. You are you two. Did did someone pray over you guys already? Okay. I just felt like all of a sudden quickened. There was um I forget what he said. Sorry, honey. But uh I just feel like there is a for are you two together? Yes, you are a couple. Yes. Okay. I I know that there is a there is a um just so weird. I see fences. I see gates and fences and lots and lots of fences. I feel like you have, um, I don't know if you work outside, but I, I feel like I, I, there's just some, there's some jobs that have been a consternation to you and God is breaking off some limits in the financial 
issues of your thinking. I, I feel like God's coming today to, to say whatever, whatever the newspaper says about the future, that y- you can count on God to provide for your needs. And he also sees the future that um, is not, it's not in our control, but God turns he turns things in, in, in his own way, in his own timing. And he sees your situation, and I feel like going back to those fences, there's been um, a whole limit on the, on the business world for you. And God is breaking open some new opportunities in your business and the business world that you're in. There's some new opportunities opening, and the fence that is like a limit that's been around it is um, gonna be a big giant gate is gonna open up. There's just a big opening. I get these visual pictures, but I, I really believe it has to do with your business and your financials. There's a, right now, I'm gonna pray for a break off of worry about the future, first of all. Lord, right now I just pray that we take off worry. And that goes for all of us here. We trust, oh God, as we put our hands to be good laborers, we trust, God, that you do the rest. You bring, oh God, exactly what we need for the time that we need it. You also, God, bring supernatural provision for things that you have planned for us to do. And tonight I believe for supernatural provision for this man in his business, It's going to break open limitations. It's going to be a sign to him that you have, you have his very life in the palm of your hand. You have always had his life in your hands, Lord. And tonight, in the weeks and days ahead, you're going to show yourself in the miraculous to him. You're going to show the supernatural provision of God in unique and amazing ways. And I pray a blessing over them, blessing over their household. here with the red beanie on yeah I saw the word flexibility over you that may sound funny but I saw you like an acrobat and I saw you here and there like a ninja popping up everywhere and God says that you're able to do much and you are as you serve it's like I see you serving in every ministry of the church you're here and you're there and you're everywhere and God is saying that he heard your cry God pick me God speak to me It's like I could hear you praying, God, speak to me. And God just calls you out tonight to say that he hears your voice. You are valuable in the kingdom of God. He loves you. He knows your heart. He knows what you've been praying for. And he is about to speak to you. And I want you to listen. God wants you to listen to his voice. Right now, God opens up your heart and he opens up your ears to be able to hear him more clearly than ever before. God says that being flexible is a gift from him. He has given you the ability like tools in a tool belt to be able to, 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 to go here and to go there and to do many things, you have just begun. And God says, as you, be, as you come under, uh, again, as you come under the, this house, as you come under the leadership, you're going to find those, those giftings just growing and expanding. And God's going to speak to you in powerful ways. And in fact, even as I was, I was looking at you, I kind of saw over the house kind of the same thing as earlier, but I, I saw it as you were praying. And even tonight, the words, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. 
to me. He's going up from everywhere. Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. And maybe that's you. Maybe you were just saying, God, speak to me. Speak to me. Not just you, but it's like you're, you're God, I, I want to hear from you. Speak to me. Speak to me. And I'm believing right now that God is going to begin to put one word in your heart. Even now in this, in this atmosphere of prophecy, God's going to begin to drop a download into your heart. Just as he was saying, God, speak to me. And God called him out. God is speaking to you and he's calling you out right now. I want you to, I want you to even as you, as you hear the word, as you hear what God says, I want you to write it down right there with the blue on. God is saying right, right there with the necklace and the blue, God's saying he's using compassion in your life. You have a great compassion for people and you've, you've discounted it, saying maybe that's not a spiritual act. It is a spiritual gift from God and he says that everything you do every way you minister will be through the gift of compassion God gave me the gift of encouragement and I didn't like that word. I wanted to be the, the, the great orator or the preacher or the whatever, but God told me as I use encouragement, I'll use it no matter what he asks me to do. I'll use encouragement to prophesy, use encouragement. So what is the word God is speaking over you? Felt led to ask you to ask God. He's saying he's gonna speak to you that word and that's the filter through which he's gonna use you. Sis, uh, she was prophesying over you. Let me just piggyback. Every tear has been collected. They haven't been wasted. God says he turns your mourning into dancing and your sorrows into joy. And God says that the joy of the Lord has become your strength. And you're going to walk with a new, uh, renewed strength from the Holy Spirit in this new season. Watch these next six weeks what the Lord is about to do for you. You're about to step into some uncharted waters of just breakthrough. You've experienced the tears. And God says none of them have gone unnoticed. And even as you've poured out your heart to God, and you've guarded your heart. It's like you've could, you could have allowed your heart to become bitter, but you guarded your heart, and yet there were tears. But God says that his hand rests upon you. I want you to just move forward real quick here. I want to hold your hand for a brief second here. God says that he, he rests upon you and yours, you and yours. You got children, don't you? My Lord Jesus, you guys are extending the kingdom. You got five. God's hand rests upon you, your home, your household. For God says that he's about to do a new thing for you. The wells that were plugged up, God says that he's going to bring fresh and new water. And you're going to drink from a fresh well. That which was tainted and compromised, God says that he's bringing you into a new season of freshness and newness. You needed this word tonight. But God comes to breathe his wind upon the cells of your heart. Honey, he says you're not alone. Even as I'm holding your hand, it's like the hand of the Father holding your hand. You're not in this alone. You will not drown, but you're going to succeed. God's, God's with you, and he is for you. God is for you. God is for you. You need to hear that. God is for you. The tormentor that will try to speak these untruths to your mind and heart. The Lord comes even tonight to say that his word overrides the word of the accuser. In the name of Jesus, Father, I take authority even now over every condemning voice, every spirit of anxiety, everything that would try to undermine the purposes of God. I declare over this precious one, she belongs to you. She and her five kids, Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that they would walk into the full measure which you prepared for them. As she steps into her promised land, let deliverance come, let freedom come, let breakthrough come now in the name of Jesus.
told, told Seth to get ready to start singing, and John, John, I told maybe we should uh, start bringing it to a close, and then I feel like I got a word. My brother with uh, the plaid shirt there, your hands are full like this, very back, you're smiling right at me, God bless you. Is that your wife next to you, sir? That's not. No, I want you to step aside just by yourself. I have a word for you. No, no, bobharmony.com. Okay, none of that. You know, the Bible, the Bible says that every man will build his house upon the rock. It'll, it'll stand because floods come and rains come and winds come and beat on the house, but it doesn't fall because it's founded upon the rock. The rock is those who hear these sayings of mine and, and they do them. You've been an obedient man of God. You, you, you hear the word of God, you really want to put it to practice, but you've taken a beating. And there's been a, been a storm on your life. And there's been almost like a Job thing. And, and it's just loss here and something slipping out of your hand here and disappointment here. It's, it's just banged on you all over the place. It's like, and I had a season like this just recently. It was just, uh, most ex- I'm not just limited to finances. It, it was just the most expensive year of my life. I mean, it was just horrible. And I, I, got, a, I got my first speeding ticket. Like, really, Lord, in the middle of all that, after you get my first speeding ticket? It's just like, it's like the country western thing, song, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all, you know, and uh, you've had, you've just been beat on, you've been beat on, but your faith hasn't failed, and you, and you haven't thrown in the towel, but God's coming tonight to strengthen you, he's coming tonight to renew you, and I pray right now for my brother, who has just had such a discouraging, God, do you know my number? You know my address? Do you know what I'm going through? And you just feel like you've been, some situations completely misunderstood. You, you feel like you did the best you could and you, and you lost. And you just feel like, why did this happen on top of this? Like bad planning, bad timing. And it's just made you so weary. And God's coming right now to anoint you, to refresh you, to renew you. And the one thing you're going to walk out of here, you're going to walk out of here with a rock confession. He will never leave me nor forsake me. And the Lord knows where I'm at. Remember Joseph. He got sold into slavery. He's in Potiphar's house, and the Lord was with him. He got falsely accused, and he went to the dungeons of Egypt, and in the dungeons, the Lord was with me. The Lord was with him. Always God was with him, and all the junk he went through, and the Lord is with you, brother. And why did he pick you out today? Because he loves you. He's going to remind everybody else, you may think that you're not significant, but God's eye is upon you, and there's going to come a breakthrough. Come on, things are going to turn. You have turned my morning into dancing. There's a turnaround. I, I hear the sound of the sound of the birds singing in the spring. It's coming. Winter is coming to an end, brother, and spring is coming. And you're going to come out into a broad place, and God's going to restore your sense of dignity. God's going to restore your confidence. God's going to restore your emotions. God's going to restore uh, your, your dreaming again. God's going to restore money. God's going to restore opportunities. You're going to walk around like I, my middle name is restored. You receive this? Amen.